Hello and welcome to A Nerdy Book Club. My name is Polly and this week we are talking about the graphic novel The Girl from the Sea. As always, this podcast is marked explicit, meaning I sometimes swear and talk about sensitive subjects. If you have any worries about content warnings, they'll be listed down below in the show notes. Also, if you want to find us on social media, the best way to do that is to go to our website, cauldroncakesandwine.com, because we are a Cauldron Cakes and Wine podcast, and all of our social media is linked on the website all in one spot. And of course, there are spoilers ahead. There will be spoilers for the graphic novel, The Girl from the Sea. Okay, I promise this isn't going to become a podcast where I talk about graphic novels. I was just really excited after reading Heartstopper, um, and I went to the bookstore and I saw this, and it was just so cute, and I had to buy it and I had to read it. So I couldn't wait. (laughs) Basically, it's a sapphic story where one of them is a selkie, which, how could I not read that? Please tell me. There's please tell me in what universe I was not going to read this. Anyways, the graphic novel starts off with basically a group chat with a group of friends and they're planning to get together, but Morgan doesn't answer. um, So they private message her and she doesn't really respond to that either. And then we go to the next page and Morgan's life is flashing before her eyes. Her parents are getting divorced, her being shy and self-conscious around other people. Um, She goes to these cliffs alone because she likes to sit there um, and be by herself, but she basically falls and hits her head. She thinks about how there's one part of her that is a secret, and that's basically that she wants to move away from this town and that she's gay, so she'll get to sort of live her life and be openly queer. Morgan is drowning, basically, but she gets saved by a girl, Um, Morgan thinks that it's a dream, so she ends up kissing the girl, and I was like, whoa, that's really fast. I wasn't expecting things to move quite this quickly. (laughs) That's right, my slow burn ass was like, whoa, they're kissing on, like, page five? Oh my god. (laughs) Morgan goes home, and she thinks that she dreamt the entire thing, but then she thinks back to a time when she was younger, and she sees um, a girl while she's swimming who turned into a seal. As Morgan is leaving her house, she sees the girl from the sea. She says that her name is Kelty, and Morgan is her true love, and kissing her allowed her to be able to walk on land. Kelty says that they should spend the day together. Morgan naturally doesn't believe her, but they um, basically are going to spend the day together and see what happens. Kelty will leave her alone at the end of the day if that is what Morgan wants. I was pretty excited. I was like, uh, I'm pretty sure lots of shenanigans are about to proceed from here. <laughs> they decide to go shopping and get Kelty some normal clothes, and she sees a shirt with dolphins on it, and she wants to wear it. She says it's the most beautiful thing she's ever seen. Same, Kelty. It was actually a really cute shirt. It's like purple with dolphins. Very cute. Morgan informs her that it's a child shirt, which, shut up, Morgan. <laughs> Don't knock the dolphin shirt. It's cool, okay? I would wear it. I mean, I say that, but like... I I would wear it at camp. There we go. Kelty is the only one of her kind because there is only one um, Selkie per generation. She mostly just spends her time with regular seals, which sounds pretty lonely if you ask me. I mean, like, seals are cool and all, but I can't imagine they have very good conversations. 
Morgan's friends show up and Kelty acts a bit weird, so she doesn't get invited to her friend's birthday party on this really big boat. Morgan ditches Kelty and tells her that they will hang out later. Morgan finds Kelty later and Kelty is like, look, the day is over. I get it. You don't like me. I'm going back to the ocean. And then Morgan is like, no, wait, don't go. She wants to see her again, but Kelty um, can't stay at her mom's place. This graphic novel is a little bit on the younger side um, than what I was expecting. Obviously, I knew it was young adult, but it does feel a little bit closer to middle grade for me. That's not to say I'm not enjoying it. I was just expecting something that was a little bit, I guess, more grown up because it was like fully in the YA section, not in the middle grade section. For me, I always find that things that are a little bit too close to middle grade is really the cutoff for me. I can really read YA. I mean, look, the majority of the books that I read are YA or new adult, um, but mostly it's YA. And I can talk a little bit about that. The reason why I read mostly YA is because I know that there isn't going to be tons of explicit content in there. And by that, I mean that there isn't really going to be graphic sexual assault. There sometimes is mentions of sexual assault, mentions of trauma. You know, um, I've read tons of YA books that deal with trauma, but it feels a lot more manageable to me. I know that if I read a adult, um, particularly adult fantasy, that I'm probably going to see something that is violent or really sexually explicit or that deals with um, uh, sexual assault in a much more graphic way. And I can't personally handle that. So YA just works better for me. I also... I, for whatever reason, I am able to just separate like what I'm reading and understand that I might not be the target audience at all times. And so sometimes um, the character interactions and stuff, if they don't feel like they ring true to me or they feel immature, I can separate it and be like, yeah, of course, because it's YA and I've actively chosen to read a YA book. Um, I understand that a lot of adults can't do that, but I've read some really incredible YA books. Um, you know, obviously Strange the Dreamer and well, anything by Lainey Taylor, you know, the Smoke and Bone series. Um, I did find that uh, Strange the Dreamer was a little bit on the like older side of YA and Smoke and Bone was a little bit younger, um, but they're both firmly YA. Mm. There are times in both of them where I was like, you know, it, they both have sexual assault in them and I felt that they got a little bit closer to um, a little bit more like new adult territory with some of the stuff that they were dealing with but anyways that's besides the point I was just yeah middle grade is the cutoff for me for whatever reason I can read a YA book I firmly enjoy them I actually prefer like they're just a little bit fluffier they're lighter I know I'm not going to Oh, read like a super dense adult fantasy novel. That is my like literal nightmare. Like reading something like Game of Thrones is my nightmare. F- quite frankly, I I cannot handle it. It is too much world building all at once. There's sexual assault. There's graphic violence, and to me, that's just I just don't find it enjoyable. I want to read something that. Yes, sometimes I want to read things that feel cathartic and feel like they're diving into heavier topics, but I also just 
want it to be um, not super triggering and for it to be manageable for me. And where I'm at right now, um, this is just the easiest. But I'm also, I'm not super critical of things if they don't feel adult enough for me. That being said, back to this specific book, like I said, it was a little bit um, on the younger side of YA. And I think if it was any younger, it would have been too young for me and there were moments in it where I was like you know what like this is really cute and the target audience for this would find this really cute but I feel it is a bit young so that's just how I felt about it if you are a parent listening to this this would be a great book for someone in middle school um, or even like a young teen this is this is a really good book for that Um, anyways continuing on Morgan tells Kelty that they're going to have a do-over. They kayak over to this place where there's a bunch of baby seals. And I was like, this is the best date ever. To which I say that we are setting impossibly high standards here. (laughs) Morgan and Kelty talk and Kelty says that no matter if she's a seal or in human form, that she's always her true self, but that Morgan is different with her. Um, than she is with her friends. She says that um, she's a true shapeshifter, which was a little bit sad to me. I think Kelty's saying it not necessarily in a super negative way, but it does come across really sad. Morgan and Kelty end up kissing. Morgan explains that um, she has a plan to leave so that she can be herself. Kelty explains that ever since they met um, years ago, she's watched Morgan. Um, Morgan is basically um like she really likes kelty but asks her if they can be a secret i feel like um some of this could have been drawn out a little bit more i feel like it could have been a longer story um, and we could see more um, character development and relationship stuff being explored a bit more Just on a note about the art, it's really pretty. I love the colors in this and Kelty is so adorable. She has these like really big eyes and freckles and it's so cute. Um, It kind of reminds me of like cozy gaming, the art style in this. I, I just loved it. It's such a cute little book to kind of curl up with and just read in one evening. Um, Graphic novels are great for that because you don't have to, um, really, like you're not you know you're not going to be reading it forever right like it's really really quick to get through in one evening and um especially something like this or like what I just read Heartstopper they're just such cute books so they're, they're really great to just curl up with and just feel good as Kelty and Morgan are kayaking back to the mainland the seals um come to Kelty and we learn that something Um, there's something that Kelty isn't telling Morgan and I was glad that there was a little bit of a hook I needed something to kind of pull me in a bit more and this gave me a little bit of a hook there's a little bit of intrigue we're wondering what's going on why does Kelty have this secret what is the secret so um, it was a little bit late in the book for there to be a hook but I liked that we were getting it now Kelty and Morgan hang out a bunch they go to see a movie together and they have a sunset picnic together. In between these moments, her friend's group chat um, is talking and trying to figure out what uh, 
stupid thing Morgan did because she said, oh, have you ever done anything stupid? So they're trying to figure out what it is. And then they're confused um, who she went to see this movie without them with. Um, Okay. In one of the panels, Morgan and Kelty are swimming and Morgan is wearing the cutest button-up shirt. It has like, like watermelons on it. Like actually so cute. How any of her friends think that she's straight is beyond me. She wears way too many button-ups and overalls for a straight girl. Like, please. (laughs) I realized that, um, I, I was like thinking that this was a Canadian book because they mention that Morgan used to live in Toronto and then, um, her friends are visiting Halifax for the day. And so I looked it up and the, author is actually American, but this book clearly takes place in Canada, which I thought was pretty cool. Also, I have to say that the author is adorable, like actually the cutest. I was a little bit in love, but alas, it's not meant to be. She has a wife, so darn. (laughs) Could you imagine? I just like look this author up online and like, she's adorable and like slide into her DMs. Anyways, continuing on. Anyways, back to the book. Morgan's friends are going to Halifax, but she tells them that she can't because she has a family thing. We see a panel of her mom and her brother having a really sad dinner alone together, and they seem sad. While Morgan hangs out, um, she has a bonfire at the beach with Kelty, and they cuddle. Morgan goes to the beach with her brother and her mom, and she's talking to a friend who is lifeguarding. The friend asks her if something's wrong, and she says no. Then Kelty waves her over, and they go and they hide behind this rock, and they they kiss. Um, And her brother ends up catching them. Morgan's friends are talking in a group chat without her, and they say that they think that Kelty is stalking her. Then um, they all say that she's been acting really weird lately. Morgan's mom has some neighbors, um, family friends over for dinner, and during the dinner, her brother tells everyone that she has a girlfriend. Then um, Morgan's friends text her and say that she's been acting really weird and um, that she can always talk to her, and Morgan says that she doesn't understand and that um, she doesn't want to talk about it. And I feel really bad for Morgan here. Um, Her little brother was being such a little shit here. I just have to say, that's really not cool, you know? Like, it's just, it's not cool to out somebody in this way when they're not ready to. I think, I personally think that it's okay that if you, um, you know, have really good intentions, that if you notice someone is hiding something like this from you, I think that it's, I would be personally okay if someone asked me, like, hey, I notice that you have a relationship or a really close friendship with this person. You know, you can always come to me. You can always tell me if you're dating them. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I wouldn't be offended by that personally. And I think that it just depends how you go about it. Obviously, each person is different. But I think that if you think that somebody in your life might not be straight, I think that, you know, as long as you're not being like really prying into their fucking business and doing it in a really shitty way I think that it's okay to go to one of your close friends or family members and be like hey you know you can tell me um or you know like be like hey I was just wondering and then they can set a boundary with you and be totally 
um, cognizant of that and aware that if they want to set a boundary with you, they will. They might lie to you about it. You know what I mean? Like, it's okay. But obviously don't push them to tell you something that they're not ready to. But I do think it's okay to kind of approach them about it. But this, the way he goes about this, just telling a bunch of people, it's really not good. Um, that is not okay. <laughs> I would actually be interested to hear what, like, other queer people think about that. Like, do you think that it's okay to approach obviously not like someone you don't know that well but like you know like your best friend or a family member and kind of like bring up the fact that you know are you queer it's okay you can tell me if you are if you're not ready to that's also okay you don't have to give me an answer right now I I don't know like do you think it's okay to approach someone to say that like I personally think it's okay but I think it's situational and I think that you have to be very careful how you go about doing that because obviously that could be really um, putting pressure on that person in a way that they're not feeling as appropriate. So I don't know. It's food for thought. I, I would love to hear other people's opinion on that. Morgan goes and tells Kelty what happened. Then Kelty tells her um, her secret. She came to land to stop the big boat tours from happening. Um, I didn't really cover this, but her friend's family has a big boat that they're going to use for tours, and it's basically going to go right past where all of the baby seals are, which will pollute the area, and the seals won't be able um, to be there anymore. Kelty needs Morgan's help to get onto the boat um, for her friend's birthday party, and Morgan feels as though Kelty lied to her, and so she goes and she leaves. Like I said before, some of the stuff feels rushed, and this moment, I think, um, could have been spread out a little bit and then worked through a bit more. I think it would have been nice for these to be two separate moments, um, you know, Morgan finding out about Kelty's secret and her brother um, doing this, because her brother doing that was a really big thing to deal with emotionally, and I think that it de deserves some more space within the comic to um, actually unpack that a little bit, but it's okay. When Morgan gets home, her mom jumps out of the closet um, as a joke, and they talk about what happened, and she is just really lovely about it. She also tells Morgan that she thinks Kelty really likes her. They talk about her brother and how he's been really struggling, but that that's not an excuse for him being mean. Morgan's mom says something um, really good and basically she says sometimes you have to let your life get messy that's how you get to the good parts which I think was really cute and really true Morgan and her brother make up then um, he helps her make a dress Morgan finds Kelty and apologizes Kelty says that um, she will ruin all of Morgan's plans and Morgan says um, then they were the wrong plans which I think is the cutest thing I've ever heard then Morgan gives Kelty a dress, um, it's the dolphin shirt, um, and then she's made like a skirt to go on the bottom of it, and she says to come to the party with Morgan. Morgan tells her friends that her and Kelty are dating and that she's her girlfriend, and most of them are excited for her, but her friend Serena, who is um, the party girl, it's her party, she doesn't seem excited, and she also isn't happy about this party at all. Morgan tries to talk to Serena um, about how the boat will go past the baby seals, but she doesn't really care, and she's also mad because Kelty was a bit rude to her. Serena says maybe her and Morgan aren't friends anymore. 
And I just have to say that Morgan is wearing this really cute dress. It's like this black spaghetti scrap, black spaghetti strap dress. Um, and it's got like a sparkly mesh, like turtleneck tank top dress over top of it. And I really liked it. Like I would buy that dress. It's so fucking cute. Kelty is determined to find a solution to the problem while Morgan is talking to Serena, who is upset because um, she thought that they could talk about anything, and she's upset that her friend couldn't tell him, like, tell her anything, um, but that, you know, this random girl they'd never met before that she could kind of confide in her, which I think is pretty fair. Morgan does say um, it's up to her, um, how and when she tells people, which is true. I think I can understand how Serena feels though, mostly because Morgan just stopped talking to all of her friends altogether. And if that wasn't the case, then I would be like, you don't really, I don't know. Yeah, I, I just, I can understand why Serena is a little bit like, oh, you know, I thought we were friends. You just kind of stopped talking to me altogether. Anyways, at, at the end of the day, it's totally Morgan's um, decision when and how she tells people that she's dating Kelty. Anyways, Morgan tells Serena that um, Kelty isn't human, and obviously Serena doesn't believe her and thinks that she's just telling her this um, so that her parents will drive the boat somewhere else. Kelty went and basically tried to change the route of the boat so that it would collide with a nearby reef. And she tells Morgan, and Morgan freaks out. She's like, look, I fixed the problem, but also, there is people on this boat. <laughs> so Kelty goes and tries to fix it, and everybody kind of gets tossed around a bit, and Serena gets thrown in the water because she's sitting on the edge of the boat. Um, Kelty has to use her, like, seal skin to swim and save Serena, and this means that she's going to turn back into a seal. And it's really sad. Morgan says that, um, you know, but we have plans. And Kelty tells her, sometimes um, plans change my love. And I was like, no, stop. That's not good. Kelty saves Serena, who um, sees that Kelty is also a selkie. And Kelty can't come back to shore for seven years. Oh, my God. So Serena's like, okay, I, I know you weren't lying to me. And they kind of make up. But we're kind of left with this whole thing where Kelty has to be a seal now for the next seven years and they have this tearful goodbye and they say it you know they won't forget each other and um they will see each other in seven years and I was like stop no that can't be um this has to be fixed this is not fair um but yeah this is where it leaves off just I can't <laughs> this was supposed to be like a happy little book and now I'm heartbroken it's unacceptable <laughs> okay my final thoughts on the book um this was really cute overall I really enjoyed reading it like I said um I think it could have been a bit longer I really hope that there is another one coming where they get reunited or something and I hope that um we get book two that would be awesome if not I am just happy that I got to read this cute little book Okay, so 
there was something I wanted to do because this is a little bit of a shorter episode. So I um, remembered how when I used to do this with Taylor and G, one of the coolest things that we found was getting to look at our analytics and seeing where people were listening from. So the other day I went and I looked at them and I was like shocked. I thought that Canada would be the most listeners would be from Canada um and then probably the United States which the United States was the number one place that people listened from but then the second one was the United Kingdom and then Canada and then Germany Australia France the Netherlands and then it starts to get into like um smaller percentages after that But I was totally shocked. I wanted to just talk about that because that's so cool. Hello, everybody from all these different countries. That's crazy. I'm shocked. Um, And so then the cities, these were the top cities. So we have Toronto, which is where I'm from and which I kind of figured because all of my social media is tagged for Toronto. So I kind of figured that. The second one was Frankfurt, which is really cool. My... um, My family is part German and my aunt actually lives in Germany. So hello, everybody from Germany. Um, The next one was Melbourne. Um, Hello from Australia. I'm sorry that in the last episode I made fun of Australians. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I didn't realize there was so many of you. (laughs) Um, Then we have Chicago. Um, Gothenburg. um, Plano, Texas. Washington, Virginia, uh, Lexington, North Carolina, uh, New Newin, Georgia, and New York, New York. Hello, welcome everybody. <laughs> so those were the top ones. I thought that was really cool. Um, so hello everybody. Um, if you're not from those places, hello to you as well. <laughs> I just love it. I love getting to look at the analytics and see where everybody's from. I I was shocked. I truly was. Anyways, um, sorry this episode is a little bit on the shorter side. Like I said, I'm not going to talk about graphic novels a ton because this is kind of how I expect um, the episodes on graphic novels to go on the shorter side because there isn't tons and tons of plot to get through with them. Um, But yeah, if you want to find us on social media, you can do that by going to our website, cauldroncakesandwine.com. All of our social media is linked there. We are a Cauldron Cakes and Wine podcast. If you have any thoughts, comments, concerns, or feelings, the best way to do that is to DM us on Instagram or send an email to cauldroncakesandwine at gmail.com. I hope that you guys have a wonderful day, afternoon, or evening whenever you're listening to this. I hope that you're just having a great time. <laughs> Bye!